Welcome to Pastors of the Roundtable. This is the discipleship podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church, brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MMBC in Monroe, Michigan. We encourage thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and connect you to the people and the ministries of MMBC. We've got Scott Slater, Dave Arnold, Tim Michelangeli, uh, Spencer Snow here. We are um, sitting around the table here on this day, ready to discuss another powerful topic, another powerful topic um, called Does Church Membership Matter? Does church member? Someone should write a book about that. Whether or not membership matters, that'd be a good idea. That'd be a, that'd be kind of a cool book title. Why don't title. you do that? Yeah, I, I might work on that. I might work on the on the book. All right, book called Membership Matters or something. Um, now, uh, no, I won't. I won't say that because me and Scott have already gotten in trouble together on the podcast. No, I didn't get in trouble. Before. You got in trouble. <laughs> I got in trouble by some some younger people of the block too, <laughs> who were kind of shocked. At what I... At the salty language. At the salty yeah. language on this podcast. Didn't realize we needed a rating on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It will be... I'll have to go check the uh, the uh, listens online and see um, uh, who's who's listened and, and who hasn't. Um, so we're still going through this uh, Ligonier Ministries and Lifeway Research study they did together. Um, tr- again, right, trying to find the theological beliefs of people in the U.S. And this week, we want to... Uh, talk about the idea of joining a local church, because this, again, is um, helpful to kind of get a pulse and a temperature of where people in the U.S. and where people who are evangelicals um, fall on the uh, spectrum. So the quest- the statement here was, every Christian has an obligation to join a local church. Uh, the U.S. adult finding here found out that 36 people of 36 percent of U.S. adults agree that every Christian has an obligation to join a local church, while 56% of U.S. adults disagreed and said you don't have an obligation to join a local church. Now, it was different for the U.S. evangelicals. Um, 68% of U.S. evangelicals agreed that you do have an obligation to join a church, but still astoundingly, 26%, one out of four U.S. evangelicals say, "Yeah, you, you're not required um, to join a church. You don't. You don't have to do that. That's. I guess I'm assuming that's an optional add-on if you want to do that. Um, nice, but not necessary. Um, and so, one of the things they say on the study here is, given the Bible's assumption that those who claim to follow Christ will also join a local body of believers, it may be surprising that only 68% of evangelicals view church membership as obligatory." This may indicate the influence of an individualistic worldview within the church, as well as challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic and ever-increasing access to viewing various churches' services via the internet. Okay, Tim, you're our leadoff guy. What do you want? Hit us. Get, get us on base. Just a single? Yeah, just a single. That's all we need right now. Oh, That's all we need. I was actually pleasantly surprised that 68% agreed in yeah, the evangelical right. realm. I know you were saying that means one in four disagree. Yeah, I get that. But I'm, I'm pretty shocked by that. I think I don't know if there's follow-up questions like what do you think it means to join a local yeah. church? Because I don't know if 
68% would agree they have to be at church every week. <laughs> sure. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> sure. You know, Good call. Uh, but I, I'm pleasantly surprised to, to see that, that, that they think it's important to join. That does though bring in a lot of questions. Cause I mm-hmm. think, I think, uh, I can't remember if it was this study or if it was a Barna study, which is another group who does a lot of research, uh, and studies for mm-hmm. like Christian things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mentioned it in a sermon not too long ago about uh, church attendance since COVID and the different groups who've come back and who haven't and right. how uh, Gen Z seems to be coming back stronger with attendance while, I don't know what this generation was called, but people like 53 to 71 or something like that, that age, uh, it's kind of boomers, but also a little younger, a little younger too. also seem mm-hmm. to be doing the worst with coming back to church. But within that played uh, internet services. Mm. And so that's probably why the Gen Z numbers were high. Because, I mean, you would think maybe that they were. Um, but I also think potentially we're getting to a day and age where, because I know like my grandmother, who's in her 70s, scrolls on Facebook. Yeah, You know what I mean? Right. Uh I know plenty of older people in our congregation who will tell me, oh, you know, I watch this pastor online or I watch him on TV, da-da-da-da-da. So they're doing it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know how that skews the numbers or what, but just, you know, what does it mean to to join would be my follow-up question. Sure. Like, would they say they're a part of, I don't know, what some big church online, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. Is there somebody out there who says, I'm a part of a North Missionary Baptist Church, even though they never walked in these doors, they just watch on TV right. or see us online? Right. I don't right. know. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair question, because um, that and that shows the limitations of any survey. Yeah, sure. Right, because you're like, what does it mean to join? Does that mean I give online? Does that mean, um, you know, I've... Because, I've, uh, uh, yeah, what, whatever kind of connection that means to a local church... Um, you have to ask that question. What are they meaning? Yeah, and it's not uncommon, I think, for us to run into people who are hesitant to join uh, a local church. Um, and I think there's, maybe maybe we could talk about this. I think there's, when you, I think you should take joining a local church serious. So I don't think you should just do it to do it. I do think there should be some expectations of the church that you join, right? Mm-hmm. You, get what I'm where I'm headed you know what I mean yeah. like you don't just join the church because it's the one closest to your house so so I, I I do think there needs to be some expectations of what you expect from the church like theologically sound mm-hmm. is their worship service faithful and true um, do they think it's important to uh, share the gospel like things like that I think really should should play a big factor but I, I also don't think you should go around trying to find a perfect church. Because that's not going to happen. And so you have to be discerning of maybe with some give and takes for yourself. Of like, I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it would be it would be something like, I don't really like the music necessarily. But the guy preaching is pretty faithful. And the church, you know, I've been going now for two months, let's say. And the church seems to be pretty loving. Mm-hmm. Like... A lot of them have come to me and have been nice, and they seem to hang out outside of church. They seem to know mm-hmm. each other. Like, I see this atmosphere seems to be pretty good, and they're doctrinally sound. I see their statement of faith. But there are a couple things, you know. It's like, 
it's not the nicest building. And like I said, you know, they don't sing the best. Like their worship mm-hmm. leader doesn't sing that good or whatever. Like for me, it'd be stuff like, that's okay. I mean, I'm, that's not going to be a, a killer mm-hmm. here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think you got to be discerning when joining a church. Uh, so not too bullheaded, but at least a little, a little bullheaded mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time. Sure. Yeah, I think, um, and this is where, I guess in some senses too, we have to talk about what a local church is. Yeah. Because I... Which is what we're doing already with the online yeah, stuff. Yeah, which is like, some people will say, well, yeah, I've joined a local church. There is a local, there's a site for it. There's a chat. There's a chat, and I'm a part of it. And like, we've seen, um, you know, I mean, I remember Dave was there too, and we were watching uh, services, you know, yeah. uh, from different yeah, church services. Office. And it's almost like you're watching like um you know the NFL today before the big game comes about and they've got people like hosting the the TV show yeah, right before you for online it's services crazy, it's yeah. i mean it's 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 an amazing production yeah. that these local churches are putting on but i guess there's some people that probably would look at that and say yeah that's that's my local church and they're just watching a video screen mm-hmm. so but and this is where it's important to be reminded that you're not a part of a local church if you never church with that church. Yeah, it goes back to it's, the sermon not too long yeah. ago about gathering. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the word church. Right. Yeah. It, it, I think in some ways the word church doesn't work as well for us in the English language because we we miss the fact that it's not simply a noun; it's a verb. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it might be the word congregation. You can't be a part of the congregation if you never congregate with them. Um, yep. and so, and again, the pushback would be what people say is we are, we're congregating online. Right. And, and I, and people, it's just, yeah, there's a, there's a difference. And, and I like the, what it said, uh, you read, I'm assuming you got this from the website Yes. yes. where it said, this may indicate the influence of an individual, individualistic worldview within the church. Sure. But I think this one is even more so yeah. true probably right now, as well as challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic. Because COVID was so out of the norm. Yeah. You know, there's there's no there's no uh, generation recently who's been through something like that, right? Because the last thing would have been the Spanish flu, which was, what was that, like over 100 years ago or something? 1917 or 18. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was right around 100 years or so. so. So no current pastor had ever went through anything like this, or even probably their mentors had never went through anything like this. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have anything to fall back on. It was a very odd situation. And so mm-hmm. you don't want to take like norms from it. Mm-hmm. And that's what sadly I think people are doing because we didn't know what was going on. Everyone's trying to do the best they can. Okay. Maybe we shouldn't meet together. What can we do in the meantime? Mm-hmm. Sure. And really the question was, we can't church. Right. But what can we do? Right. Well, let's try to do some stuff online. Mm-hmm. just in the meantime sure right until we get a better grasp on what's happening here and sadly a lot of people took that as why can't this be our norm right we're still hearing preaching uh we're still hearing singing mm-hmm. and we can still talk on the phone and text and communicate but we're all safe and doing right. it why can't this i like it I, I can get up it gives me more time more rest i can eat breakfast with my family we can just kind of relax and have church together. Why can't why can't this be the norm? Um, and I think that I still think that hangs pretty big over a lot of people. Yeah, I think Agreed. I think it revealed um, a lot of the uh, 
it, it revealed a, probably a lot of the uh, hidden uh, things that were already latent within the culture and the heart. It just gave an opportunity, didn't yeah, it, for for those things to be expressed. I think it expressed. definitely revealed sin, like that kind of But I think it also revealed, and I don't mean this necessarily in a negative way, the ignorance. Well, I think that's part of what you know, it, of, it revealed, too. Yeah, yeah. like what is mm-hmm. church? Just sure. asking that. Yeah. Right. And that really, I mean, if we're being honest, that doesn't, that's that's not necessarily the individual Christians in the world to blame. Mm. That's their churches yeah. that aren't teaching that. Like that. Sure. It's like, I mean, if we were talking about this earlier, the, the different uh, situation, but it's if the if your church's only goal is the individual salvation of every person possible, then that's all you're going to go towards. Mm. But like if like when a person does become a Christian, like in a Baptist church, this would be under Baptist polity, but. When, when they become a Christian and they're baptized in your church, they should then be a member of your church. Mm-hmm. Have you had a conversation about that with them? Mm-hmm. Did you tell them? Did you explain to them what it means to be a member of your church now? And like, what are the, what are the obligations of our church to you? And what are your obligations to us as a church? Mm-hmm. I think those conversations are very rare in those kinds of moments because all of the emphasis is being put on, you're saved now. Um, but it, if it's not made clear... Uh, to people, then, I mean, how, why would you expect them to act any different? Sure. You know? Yeah, I think it goes back to, we've been doing a worship series when we're recording this on worship, and we were, we've we been talking some about, like, what your worship service says and how you do it. And before COVID, and still currently, there's a lot of worship services that are very individualistic in their nature, Yeah, is to come to sit and we will give. The people on stage are going to give, so just sit and receive to when then the response is, I can do the same thing from my house online. Mm-hmm. If that's all this is, mm-hmm. is me listening to you and you guys singing and me taking it in. Right. It's so e- like. Well, what you have is a gathering of people who are just having individual worship experiences. Yeah, right. And it's almost like wearing right. headphones, right? Like yeah. I'm in my yeah. own world. We're all just. Right. And I can just sit here and do that myself. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and so what you said, mm-hmm. Scott, is true. It's like we've kind of, sadly, churches have taught that this is okay. So it's kind of the natural progression mm-hmm. of what was going to happen. And, yeah. and also there, there may have been some good intentions where we have placed sure. such an emphasis upon your personal relationship with Jesus yeah. to the point that people think about their, their Christian walk and, and Christianity primarily as an individualistic religion. Absolutely. But Jesus didn't come to just save individuals. He came to save individuals as part of a people, as part of a church, as yeah. part of a group of, uh, of people that he's put together. And, um, and maybe it's revealed as well underneath that what we've maybe learned or emphasized, overemphasized the, the personal nature of Christianity yeah. to the point to where um, we've, we've undervalued the corporate um, fellowship that 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 and then so then so then and this this plays out right where i think um it would be helpful for people to think about what should i feel more guilty for for not reading my bible or for not going to church and there might be people that would say i feel more guilty if i don't have my devotion time than if because because that shows i'm a real christian if i'm at home doing it real because right. uh, i can fake it at church yeah. but i yeah. think the opposite is actually the way the new testament's emphasis is yeah yeah well i think what um good i mean what that with the way that connects with what i was thinking of if the emphasis is all on their personal walk with the lord we were yeah. in a previous podcast i think it was the sermon recap podcast we did a couple weeks ago where 
we were talking about how if the service, of course they're not going to emphasize going to church for their own personal growth and walk, because if the service and the worship of your church is only focused on those who are not saved, and that's who the service is built for, then it's not going to always be edifying in the same way to a person who's already a believer. And so if, if, they, if you've trained them to think in that way, that our church is an evangelistic, I'll go if I have, and I, I know people like this, if they have an unsaved friend that they know is coming to church, they make sure they're there. Mm. But if they don't, they don't feel bad about missing mm. because they know that it's not about uh, them needing to get saved or rededicate right. their life or something. They know mm. this service is primarily for the unsaved, mm. and that means it's not for me. Right. Well, I need to move on to more personal devotional mm. things. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but I just see I just see this as an integrated issue. Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. We've trained people to think this way, mm-hmm. um, not just because of the individualism, but also because of the purpose for which we've given mm. this, the, the worship of the church sure. corporately. Yeah. I, I was just thinking the other day about you know, with social media, just just even in the names like Instagram, you know, that idea of mm-hmm. instant or, yeah. or um, YouTube, you. It's all about the individual. And I think obviously, you know, we know that as a, as a culture, we're very individualistic driven, driven. And I think also in the language, like people when they read, like, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Mm-hmm. They read that in the singular. Right. Where in the original Hebrew, it's in the plural. <laughs> That's why, like, the authorized version, I'll, although, I, you know, I think it's challenging to read the King James, unless you grew up with it, but like the ye, yeah. you know, you all, <laughs> y'all, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's, and that, because people even, even because we're so, we're so saturated with individualism, mm-hmm. we read the Bible, oh, God has a plan for me, just right. me, <laughs> right, and it's like, well, no, he was talking to his exile, his right. people, using Jeremiah, in the plural, mm-hmm. you know, but again, we read into, everything was written, so when it comes to membership, it's like, well, I have my personal relationship with God. I read my Bible personally. I go to this church. I, you know, like you, the consumers versus ambassadors, or was the word you said? Contributors. Contributors, yeah. You know, that that really plays in even to everything we think about when it comes to faith. Definitely. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's, all of those things have, have come to the surface yeah. um, with this this question, do I have an obligation to join a local church? Um, what are some things that you're going to be, um, missing out on if you don't join a local church? And also, by the way, whenever we talk about joining, it's not simply joining a local church. It's being, it's like being a living part of that local church, right? It's not simply like getting, whenever we say that, we're not saying just simply, um, that's where I guess I was going to Don't simply join a local church. I I kind of said that word funny. Local church. A church. Certainly, <laughs> but not simply join a local church, but choich, but join in a local church, right? Um, join in what's going on there. Yeah, we just we just don't see scripturally again a Christian that's not a part of a church, right? You just don't you don't see it, yeah, right? Um, it's not a category for Paul. I think we talked about this before. Was it this or some, mm-hmm. something else? I don't know. You guys make me talk so much. I don't remember where it's We at. love hearing you talk. <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> with baptism. We don't yeah. see in the scripture where there's like a Christian not baptized. It's, yeah. just, it's just not a category. Tim, 
the okay. thief on the cross was not baptized. <laughs> right. Again, a weird An <laughs> exception, not the one. <laughs> what you're saying is you want to be put on a cross. <laughs> yeah. So we can crucify you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're baptized or crucified. You, Which one? you know what? That'll encourage people to get baptized. Yeah, that'll encourage you people to get baptized. Oh, boy. <laughs> but it's the same in the church. I mean, right away, right away, Christ, Christ ascends on high, sits at the right hand of the Father. And what happens? The church starts getting built. Right, I mean, the day of Pentecost happens, they start talking about, well, what about the rest of the world? Well, let's send some people out. Let's send some men to go. Those men start going, and what do they do? They start forming churches, and they start finding other men to pastor those churches, and they yeah. go on to make other churches. And and so then all of the New Testament, all these instructions are what? They're letters written to churches yep. or pastors of churches. Right. right. And addressing them. Other than Philemon. Yeah, which is which yeah, is the, the one exception. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, you're right. Like. Mm-hmm. I think um, one of the things I was thinking about here is you quoted from the uh, 1689 the Baptist Confession of Faith a couple weeks ago, which actually time flies, doesn't it? Right? I mean, it's amazing. Wow. Or just a few hours ago. About that. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, it talks about what is baptism, and it says it's an ordinance. Uh, primarily of our fellowship with Christ, union with Christ, and grafting in him remission of sins. But then it says, and of his giving up himself unto God through Jesus Christ to live and walk in newness of life. So baptism is primarily about what God's done for me, but then in response to that, I give myself back to him. But then it says this later on. It says, what is the duty of such who are rightly baptized? It is the duty of such who are rightly baptized to give up themselves to some particular and orderly church of Jesus Christ, that they may walk in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord's uh, of the Lord blameless. So I, I like that because... It says the first response is to give ourselves to the Lord. But when we give ourselves to the Lord, then we're to give ourselves up to others in the local church. So your baptism is actually uh, a, a, a promise to you, but also a call to give yourself up daily to the Lord, but also to daily give yourself to his people and to walk. So whether or not we realize it, whenever you were baptized, you were you signed up for this, whether or not you realized it. To give yourself up to God and to give yourself up to his people. Yeah, I think, so one of the biggest things I hear when people aren't wanting to get, join a church, it usually has something to do with authority and people over them. Right. And they would say, but God saved me, right? And and that's why we're pastors, because we don't want anybody to have any authority. That's right, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless it's our wives. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want that. All Larry time. told me, by the way. Larry, our head deacon, told me he heard from somebody before. That okay, his, this is gossip already. He his heard wife, from this, who heard he, from somebody this, okay. told him a story about how the fact that his wife lets him be the head of the house from the doorknob out. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good. But, I believe it. But inside, that's yeah. So, and I think that's that's a Scott yeah. that work with that as the family pastor. Work with, yeah, work with that. So work with that. A happy wife, happy life. Yeah, there you uh, go. So <laughs> go ahead, Tim. What was I saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So I don't think you can be a faithful Christian and not be a part of a church because then you can't fulfill all the commands that God has given you when it comes to authority. Yeah. Because we see in the New Testament that we are to put ourselves under authority of the local church by the leadership there, mm. the pastors and the elders that are there. There's and the a, congregation and, as a whole. Yeah. I was getting to that. Sorry. Gosh, darn it. Stealing your thunder. All the time. Gosh. Me and Scott are congrational. Just go ahead. Right here. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Scott, go, go ahead. Yeah. 
There's actually a podcast I listened to that was saying, because I think, was it the last podcast we did? You mentioned something about the Reformation where it was like the most important thing that happened was justification or should have yeah, been, what you say? Yeah, and then the guy said sin. sin right? depravity. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the podcasts that I listened to was saying one of the biggest things that actually the were the reason the Reformation took off was the priesthood of all believers because mm-hmm. it was a pushback against the Pope and mm-hmm. against the priesthood of the Catholic Church mm-hmm. of saying, look, at, we don't need this. We've all been saved. He is our high priest, and we go through him. I don't need another priest uh, to go through. And so that is something that we still stand on today very strongly. But sadly, people then take it as that means there's no authority over me at all in the church, and that's not true. And so people want to avoid the local congregations to say, look, I'm priesthood of all believers. I'm good. I don't need Mm -hmm. you telling me what to do. I can read the Bible on my own. But that's so contrary to what uh, Scripture tells us to be a a faithful uh, Christian yeah. is you have to sit under the preaching and teaching regularly, yeah. and that that can't even be done by bouncing around. That won't make sense. Mm-hmm. You have to sit in your your local church body, who's gonna like Spencer was saying with the congregation, who are loving you. Everybody in there is loving you and caring for you, and then there's authority there as pastors who is caring for you, shepherding you loving you and teaching you the word of God regularly. Right. Mm. Uh, and you just can't do that outside of the church. And so then you're not being a faithful mm-hmm. Christian yeah. of which I would say, I don't know how you can be a Christian and not be a part of a local church. It doesn't, again, that's right. not a category. Mm-hmm. Scripture. Well, it's yeah. like, how can you be a part of Jesus, but not be a part of his body? Yeah. Yeah. Union with Christ mm-hmm. yeah. automatically necessitates. Yes. Yeah. You're a part of something bigger than yourself now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way that that works out is in local right. bodies. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Because we can't all get together as one body. It's impossible. We will. We will. But not yet. But not yet. We just, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so then it breaks down into local congregations. Right. Mm-hmm. There's also, in a sense, too, this, this goes to, uh, in a sense, there's this, there's an eschatology being done here, too, because we're saying, yes, we are all part of one body spiritually, but we're not able to be all there physically yet. That's coming in the new heavens and the new earth. But if you're, if you're um, saying I don't, I, I'm a part of the invisible church, so I don't have to be a part of the local church. You're almost like um, saying, we've already gotten to the new heavens and the new earth, hmm. because I, we, you, you're forgetting the fact that yeah, we're going there and we're tasting it here, but we're not fully there yet. Um, so till then, you need to be a part of a local expression of this. Yeah, I. The, when I think about like, what are you missing out on? when you're not a member of a church. I mean, we've, we've said some of these, but you're missing out on the care that you need. I mean, when we're talking about authority, we're not just talking about that. Like we're on some kind of power trip of like, well, we're your, we're, we're pastors and we want you to be under our authority. It's that's for your care. Like that, that's the whole point. You're, you're, you've left the safety of the flock and you're off by yourself and you're, you're in danger when you do that. So you're missing out on care, not only from, danger from false teaching or whatever else, but also from when you're hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't tell you how many people, not here at this church specifically, but people I've had to counsel that have gotten into a bad situation in life and they've been hurt that nobody from their church that they joined 50 years ago that they haven't attended in the last 10 years, they're hurt that nobody checked on them. Yeah, They're hurt that nobody knew. Well, You've not been, like we said earlier, mm-hmm. congregating. You've mm-hmm. you've left the comfort of the flock. I mean, mm-hmm. how are we supposed to know something's wrong? Right. So you, you leave what can be done for you, 
and the care that you receive, you also leave the opportunity that you have to care for others and to be used by God in other people's lives. That's the whole. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the whole point of the the body illustration of like the, you have something to contribute to this mm-hmm. body. Uh, the Lord has given you a way to help and to serve and to be part of this. But then also, I think an important part of this too is that you've left the the mechanism that God has has given the Great Commission to. Mm. You're not an individual missionary without a church. Like God's given the commission to the church. And as part of the church, you are on that mission, and mm-hmm. you can't do that right. apart from a church, not faithfully. You can share the gospel individually. Yes, you can, but you you can't fulfill the Great Commission as it's right. been given without being part of a church, and so right. you've left the mission. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's important, too. He gave the Great Commission to the church, and he didn't give it to you he gave it to the church, and he yeah. gives it to you insofar as you're part of the church. Yes, that's yeah, that's my point, and that's what you're exactly saying. Yeah, yeah is like, um, and and that's that's the whole. I think, you know, for instance, God saves us, but He doesn't save us just as Christians. He saves us. He saves the church, and so you need to be a part of the church that He saves, um, joining Him by faith yeah. into into Christ. Um, so there's a lot you miss out on, um, a lot of blessings that you forfeit. Um, you're living below your privileges mm-hmm. as a believer. Um, why wouldn't you uh, want to? And and also, it's it's a command of God. That's just a straight up thing, right? Yeah, um, yeah but I don't think we should deny either. There is a difficulty within being a part of the body of Christ, right? There yeah. are blessings. There are great blessings. But it also means there's going to be times you're going to have to press into issues you don't want with with your church family. You know, where you're going to have to maybe sit through some meetings that are difficult, or you are going to have to approach a brother or sister in the Lord lovingly to confront something right yeah. or where you're going to have to be willing to admit fault and sin uh with fellow brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in the lord and so i think some people run from the local church because of that yeah mm-hmm. you know they don't want to have to deal yeah. with those things yeah uh it's kind of like some people run from commitment in general in life, like marriage. Yeah, because they don't be like, want those. Yeah, or you know? I'm not going to have kids because look how bad the world is, and I'm not going to bring a kid up in this, and then they're mm-hmm. going to cost a lot of money, and it's going to do this. Right. Like, okay, you know, it's like, right. yeah, but you're missing out on the wonderful blessing that God has promised in having children or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, these other things. Right. And, uh, it's the same. It's the same with the local body. Yeah. I just didn't want to make it seem like all roses and awesome yeah. if you join a church. Because, yeah, no, that's a fair <laughs> point. I mean, yeah. you're you're right. I mean, the reason why a lot of people don't uh, engage and press in is probably because it does come with a fair amount of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sadly, there's a reason why. I mean, you see over and over and over again the prayer for unity mm-hmm. in the church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think sadly a lot of people have left the church because of sin in their own life of an embarrassment. You know, and they're. They're embarrassed to go back because they they know that they've backslid or whatever, and they're yeah. wondering, you know, what is the church going to do? And I'm going to have to face these people. And uh, you know, you, we need to encourage those who are facing those situations to say it's it's worth coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, if the church is really yeah. going to love you well, they're going to love mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah there you committed sin, and there's you know there's there's that. But I mean, it's not like you're going to get put on stage and okay, you got to take some lashings now for this. Yeah, uh, there's there's none of that. My guess would be for the most part. People are going to be very happy to see mm-hmm. you back, you know, and, yeah. and glad that you're here and ready to bring you back into the fold. At least that's what I've witnessed and that's what I've mm-hmm. that's what I've seen happen for the most part. Um, and so, you know, don't let your own shame and embarrassment be the one that 
that drives you away from the blessing of being a part of a church family. Yeah. yeah. And along with that, I think I've talked to many people that have been hurt by the church. They had a bad experience, you know, church split, you know, um, like I remember talking to somebody like, oh yeah, my dad was, I think he was a deacon and his parents got divorced and the church didn't handle it well. And he wanted nothing to do with the church. He's like, I, I love Jesus, but I do not love the church and I don't want to go to church. And uh, I think obviously the enemy works in, in that mm-hmm. too and keeps people away for their, for their shame and also for their hurt. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's why it's, I think, again, it's important for the church to not lose sight of the gospel. Yeah. Because the gospel tells us that the church is messed up. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. Um, not because we have all the answers, um, but because Jesus forgives us of our sins and changes us and saves us and cleanses us. Um, and that's what, that's what this thing is built on. So, okay, well, we can move on, and um, yeah, I guess we're done. Any thoughts before we wrap up? Not really. Nothing? No. Okay. Good air. Okay. Where's, where's <laughs> that cricket? Yeah, where's the crickets? <laughs> I got it. It's you know, warm outside. We got to get some crickets. No, that's nope, a applause. That's flapping. I got to I gotta do you this. You got to get better at this. These things are, no, I mean, you've all jacked up. Why is the board in front of him? Like there two years now. You know what? You know, never mind. I'm not going to talk to you guys. You guys. Go ahead, Spencer. <laughs> say what you want to say. I'm not saying anything. Say what say I want to say. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> Nothing stopped you before. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the power. I can shut you all off if I want to. So. Oh, you're uh, going to cancel us? That's typical. Yeah. <laughs> typical, typical Spencer. Typical Spencer. Cancel everybody. So, All right. Thanks for listening. Take care. God bless.